Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dobius, here with Brendan, the producer, Pika. How hey, is yo. it going? Oh, Feeling not too good? shabby. How you yeah. doing today, man? I'm so happy. I feel like it's I feel like we've been waiting so long for the NFL season to start. And now that it's like here right around the corner, it just doesn't feel real. You know, hey, I did. I hear you, man. I hear you. The the preseason is surreal. We're halfway done with preseason. Wow, that actually just kind of hit me a little bit. Yeah, we're half. Well, we just had second second week of the preseason, right? So yeah, yeah. So we got two more weeks until the season starts because there. Holy crap, dude! Anyways, yeah. I mean, that's doing top tens. It's it's been so long. (laughs) We're doing our top tens. We're doing it. Unfortunately, Bryant couldn't make it for these uh, these episodes. That's okay. He's here in spirit. Uh, but the good news is that there's nobody to uh, argue my point. So there you go. Boom. There you go. <laughs> nobody. We can't make that argument. Um, yeah. So we're doing wide receivers today. Top tens. Um, we'll just be going over our our rankings, our consensus rankings for our top ten favorite wide receivers heading into this. Uh, 2021 season if you want to check out the full list you can head over to barelyathletic.com check out our ranking system there uh, if you want to see more than just the top 10 so let's do it you ready to jump into it yeah let's do this i also want to mention too i jumped in on the rankings for this season this is the first season i'm jumping in for rankings mm-hmm. so uh it gives us a little bit more i guess context mm-hmm. so we we have we we've got an extra guy in there to uh to make our consensus rankings and even uh, out on the, the website, the yeah, even even yeah. out the rankings a little bit. So that that's something to I guess look forward to. It I, I guess something to look forward for, to me at least. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah, let's jump into our top ten. It's a good man. list. All right, number one could be surprising to some people, but that's Tyreek Hill, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. We all know him. We all love him. One of the fastest guys in the NFL. Uh. Yeah, wide receiver two last season, so obviously very good. 135 targets, 87 receptions, over 1,200 yards, 15 TDs. It it was a very high touchdown season for wide receivers. There's a lot of them that got, you know, 14, 15 plus. So, yeah, pretty exciting. Uh, Tyreek Hill, I mean, there's really not much to say. I mean, he's really a a do-it-all guy. He's obviously the number one target for Pat Mahomes on the Chiefs. Um, Sammy Watkins is now gone. So, I mean, the, the, what, 40, 50 targets that he had could give you the targets, boy, (laughs) the, the limited targets that Sammy Watkins had, uh, could, you know, maybe, maybe go more, uh, towards Hill. I don't know. But, uh, obviously the reason I think why we have him as our number one is the rushing ability last season, rush for over a hundred yards and two TDs. That's not, I know that's not like a great stat line when it comes to rushing, but when you have a a versatile player like Tyreek Hill, really anything is possible. I mean, he was tied among wide receivers for the most rushing touchdowns. Um, He was number three in rushing yards among wide receivers. So he's really a a do it all, man. Um, Yeah, I mean, he kind of. To me, just de- defies the laws of physics. A man that that small can just jump up that high and make these crazy catches. So, I think that's why he's on our number one list. I think it's a a I guess the safer pick 
uh, when compared yeah. to our number two, which is well, Devonte Adams. So. I was going to say it's it also that doesn't even mention the the factor that Tyreek Hill's quarterback is Pat Mahomes. It's Pat Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, who's <laughs> one of the most efficient passers in the yeah. NFL. <laughs> I mean, in the so. in the history too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Pat Mahomes is already legendary. Right, he threw. He almost threw for five thousand yards last season. Yeah, his touchdown to interception ratio is always really good. Thirty-eight touchdowns to his six interceptions. I mean, that's amazing. So it, it's kind of like you know we we've seen it before from Tyreek Hill, and we're gonna see it again. There's nothing is really nothing really changed on this team except for an improved offensive line, and that's yeah. only gonna benefit Tyreek Hill. So the the season where he's healthy. He's finished fourth, first, second. He's going to finish around that range again. I just think that he has the upside to finish number one, and yep. uh, you do as well. So, Nailed it. Easy peasy. Uh, as I alluded to, number two is Devontae Adams, the wide receiver one from last season. This man had 148 targets, 115 receptions, 1,300-plus receiving yards, and 18 TDs. That 18 TDs was the number one in the NFL uh, when it comes to receivers. Uh, I guess when it comes to receiving touchdowns from receivers. So 18 TDs is a ridiculous amount. I mean, that's crazy. You don't really see that too often from from wide receivers. But again, you can make the, the same argument that you did with Tyreek Hill, right? You know who the quarterback is. It's Aaron Rodgers. We now know. It's a little worrisome in the... Uh, during the offseason, but Aaron Rodgers is back. He is the de facto number one. They're not really going to change the game plan. I don't see that. I mean, why, if it ain't broke, you know, they, they've they made the NFC Championship two years in a row. He's always going to be up there when it comes to, to targets, receptions, everything, really, yards and touchdowns. So he's a, the reason why we picked Tyreek Hill as the, the more safe option just because the uncertainty of Aaron Rodgers' future, at some point he is going to drop off. I don't know when that's going to be. So we're you just got to be a little bit cautious. And I think another reason is because we don't expect another 18 touchdown season, right? There's going to be some regression there. How much regression is up for debate? He's obviously going to get double-digit touchdowns, but 18 it seems like a stretch. So you take a couple of those touchdowns away, just like that, he's tied with Tyreek Hill. So I think that's why uh, why he's the number two for us. But again, not much to say about him. Um, that that really he hasn't proven already. So uh, I guess a, a quick question for you. Yeah, both their ADPs. They're the only two receivers going in the first round. Oh God, I know. <laughs> I know that. I know that we don't like we we like taking running backs. In the first, yeah, I I don't I don't take wide receivers in the first round. Yeah, Tyree kills the one ten. Devonte Adams is the one eleven. I mean, I'm taking Tyree Kill. I I think this is pretty simple, just because this is this is how we have him ranked. I just think Tyree I have Tyree Kill ranked as the uh, wide receiver one because that's where I think he's going to be. Yeah. So if I if I'm looking at a similar ADP between these two guys, I'm I'm taking Tyree Kill. You're taking Hill. That's just how it's that. That's just how it is for me. I mean. We, we we can get down to the nitty gritty, like um, you know, reception volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you you could take a look at that, but I think at the end of the day, I, Tyreek Hill 
I just have ranked higher. I think he's going to have he's just going to do better. I think he's a safer option. So I'm going Tyreek Hill in this in the situation. So there you go. Tyreek Hill finished fifth among running backs and wide receivers when it comes to fantasy points. Scored Devonta Adams second, but again that touchdown regression has to happen, right. and it's it's just a matter of you know how I mean, bad it's yeah. going to be. So. Right. All right. Moving into number three, this is where I think the major debate starts. We have Stefan Diggs. He had a, an amazing season, right? Absolutely amazing. 166 targets, 127 receptions, over 1,500 yards, and eight TDs. I mean, you, you give him a couple more TDs, he's going to be the number one wide receiver. Um, he led the wide receivers in targets, receptions, and yards last season, so every stat but uh, touchdown receptions. He's on a team that is going to throw the ball a lot, obviously, and another one of those scenarios where he's the clear-cut wide receiver one. They have a game plan that's built around Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, and that's not going to change too much. Now, I talked about regression with Devontae Adams. I think 166 targets is insane for a wide receiver, and that could drop. But the touchdowns, I feel like they could go up this season. He could reach the double-digit touchdowns, and I think if, if you're taking away Stephon Diggs's, I guess, volume, I think he's going to go up in efficiency. So that's why he's going to stay in the top three. He finishes the the number three wide receiver last season. I don't see that changing. I mean, this guy is this guy's amazing. He he should be in the question of of you know who has the potential to finish as the number one this season. Stephon Diggs is right up there with the best of them. So um, a lot of people, I, I shouldn't say a lot, but some people are calling last season a a fluke one season wonder. I don't agree with that. He's so talented. His route running is among the best. Yeah, he, he's he's going to be top five for sure. So um, I, I think out of all the receivers so far that we've talked about, I think I like his ADP so far the best at the 202. So if you're what a, a late round pick, let's say you're at the... Uh, you know, 12th overall pick, you can get a running back and then Stefan Diggs, and I would still be super happy with that. So, yeah, yeah I I think my, my favorite draft spot would be being at like, well, if we're looking the, the, at the 202, like the, the if you're at, sitting at the 110, right, and you're taking, I don't know, let's say maybe Zeke falls to you at the, at the yeah. 110. Maybe take Zeke at the 110. You come around and Austin Eckler goes off the board or a, another running back goes off the board and yep, Stefan Diggs is available to you at the yeah. two, 202. I think that's a that would be a, a great scenario. Oh, man. <laughs> that, so. How that that'd be so crazy. I mean Diggs uh, Jesus. He's up there with volume. He's up there with, with yards. But it's it's difficult because we always talk about. I, I keep bringing up regression, but I there's always I always forget that there's an extra game this season. So really, I, I that's a that's it's a hard to point. predict. It's yeah. hard to predict. Anything could happen here. But, but that also raises the baseline as well, right? Yeah. So yeah. I I don't know how much of how much of a factor we can um, you know we can take that into account. As, yeah. But. That's that's true. But I mean, he has number one potential. 
So right, yeah, he's up there. Um, let's move on. To number four. Let's move on to Calvin Ridley. He finishes the wide receiver for last season, so we have him staying put. 143 targets for 90 receptions, over 1,300 yards, and nine TDs. Now, if you follow us on social media, if you follow our uh, TikTok, YouTube, at Barely Athletic, our Instagram is at Barely underscore Athletic, you will see one of our uh, recent videos. I'm talking about my favorite picks in each round. Kelvin Ridley is one of those guys. He's probably my favorite pick in the second round. You can get him at the 208 which is amazing to me. And he's another one of these players where he has the number one upside. I, 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 and that's something I don't think we could have said last year, right? I, we knew Calvin Ridley, Ridley was going to have a breakout season, but none of us would have said he can finish as the number one wide receiver. This season's different. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he has just as much opportunity and just as much talent as the other players on this list to finish as the number one. I don't know. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I don't think there's much more to say than that. <laughs> yeah. He's uh he's on a great team when it comes to scoring fantasy points. Uh, Matt Ryan threw the ball more than any other NFL quarterback last season. He threw 626 attempts. Um, yeah. When you're throwing the ball that much, and Kelvin Ridley is now the number one. Julio Jones is gone, so it's even more targets heading your way. Yeah, you're gonna. He's gonna have major volume this season. So, I love it. Kelvin Ridley is talented enough. He's proved to us over the last two seasons that he can be a, a top talent in this league. It seems like every season, it's just he's gonna be a breakout. He's gonna break out. I'm like, at, at what point is it gonna stop? You know, because I, I believe that Calvin really could be a number one. Which yeah, I guess I was gonna say there's only the one point where he can stop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and that's the throne. If it, if it's not here, mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's not here, there's only really one point where he can stop. Yeah, and, and this season will be the tell because he has yep. everything going for him. Right? He has the best opportunity he can possibly ask for. He's on the Falcons who throw the ball a lot. He is now the wide receiver one. And the Falcons are really bad at football, meaning they're going to need to throw the ball more than running. So, you know, they got that questionable run game with Mike Davis as the starting running back. They were in a very tough division. So they're going to be slinging the ball just as much as last year. And uh, Calvin Ridley is going to be catching a lot of them. So I could see 150 plus targets, 100 plus receptions, over 1,300 yards, double digit TDs for Calvin. And I think the best part about him is his ADP is the 208, which is amazing, which means you can get a player like like Elvin Kamara or Derrick Henry. And then in the second round, you can get a top receiver like Kelvin Ridley. There you go. You have a potential number one running back and a potential number one receiver. So, wow. Yeah, it's just amazing. I know he's dealing with an injury right now um, with a foot injury, I want to say. He just had a procedure. It's a cleanup procedure and all that everything's looking like he's a a full go for the beginning of the season uh and i think that he's still going to be participating in training camp so there shouldn't be any concern about that i know if you're drafting right now and he's got that little symbol next to his name that he's injured don't worry about that draft him he should be very very good this season 
Moving on to number five, DeAndre Hopkins for the Arizona Cardinals. He was the wide receiver five last season, so we're kind of following a pattern here. Uh, 160 targets, 115 receptions, 1,400 plus yards, and six TDs. He, I think it was the second highest when it comes to targets at 160 because Diggs had, I think, 166. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it, what what shocks me is the lack of touchdowns, right? D-Hop is just that that animal, that jump ball guy, and it, it, I'm kind of shocked that he only got six touchdowns last season. That's something I didn't really think about. Uh, he's tied with another player on this list um, with the least amount of touchdowns in our top 10. So, I don't know, does that, does that shock you a bit? That, I don't know, just seeing this stat line that, you know, Kyler Murray only threw six touchdowns to D-Hop last season. Yeah, Weird. I mean, it's a little surprising. It's nothing that we really haven't seen from D-Hop because we've only had three seasons with him yeah. where he's scored more than 10 touchdowns. That's, yeah, that's um, So his value still applies, is I guess what I'm trying to say. His, va- mm-hmm. his value is still there because... You, it's hard to see the target, his target volume, and not want to draft him. That's <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying. Yep. Like, if like if that. you're looking, if you're looking at stats, especially if you're in a PPR league, this is like this is PPR this is heaven. Like yep. D Hop is PPR heaven. So, yeah. I think that's a, that's a place to look. I mean, sure, he only had six touchdowns, but when you have 160 targets and 1,400 yards, it's hard to not have value. That's that's a good point. I mean, he's and tied that's with, why he's in our our number five. Our spot, number five, so. yeah. He's yeah. tied with uh, Devonta Adams with the second most receptions from last right. season. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, just imagine if he did get more touchdowns. I mean, he right. finished number five last season with only six TDs because he was heavily targeted and he gained so many yards. If you just throw in a couple more touchdowns, I mean, he's top three, top one potential. So, yep. Yeah, looking at his uh, history throughout the years, last four years he hasn't finished as uh, he hasn't finished lower than the wide receiver five. Yeah, I mean that's as dependable as you can get, right? Hundred percent. There's, there's no, there's barely any risk to to drafting him at the two hundred three because you know you're getting a, a top five wide receiver, and you can make that argument where he's on a team that's going to need to throw the ball a lot, right? Arizona Cardinals lost a lot of uh, players on defense. I know they added J.J. Watt and all that, but, you know, that J.J. Watt's not going to solve their defensive problem, They're, especially when it comes to the passing game. So I could see the Cardinals playing a lot of catch-up, and I'd, I can't think of a, a receiver that I would feel more confident in throwing to than DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, that man can do it all. All right, here we go. Number six, DK Metcalf, the wide receiver seven last season. We think he's going to improve a little bit here. 129 targets, 83 receptions, a little over 1,300 yards, and 10 TDs. Now, the Seattle Seahawks, I should mention, I'm fading a little bit on their passing game because they brought in a new offensive coordinator specifically to run the ball more. So DK Metcalf, that 129 targets, I don't see that going up too much. 
right? It's going to be more of an efficiency thing over a volume thing. But DK Metcalf is DK Metcalf, right? It's he's just a physical specimen. So I I could see the the ten touchdowns being a very plausible stat line. The yards are going to be very similar. It's just yeah, how many how much opportunity is he going to get? But he is the number one on this team. Even though Tyler Lockett is still there, Lockett's kind of more inconsistent. So I, I DK Metcalf is going to stay as the same beast as he's been before. So yeah, it, it's tough though to to say. I, I think he's our first receiver where I'm not confident in saying that he can finish as the best this season. Right? He he's yeah. the only yeah, he's the only guy. He's the first guy where I'm like I he's not going to be the number 1. He's going to be great. He's going to be top 10. He could finish top 5 maybe, but being the number 1 it requires a lot and the Seahawks are going to have a more balanced offense this season. The passing game is going to be focused on DK, but yeah, they're, they're going to run the ball a little bit more. So, Yeah, I, I also think to touch on what you said earlier, I mean, we already know DK's a beast, but uh, like you said, fading on the passing game a little bit for the Seattle Seahawks, but we have him going up a spot from last year. Where I think most of this comes in for me personally isn't as much uh, DK improving, but the other options around here actually fading a little oh. bit, like Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown. Okay, bring, so bringing the, their value down a little bit. So I think I think a little bit where the ranking comes in for me is a little bit less of DK improving, just the other people on the list. The other people on the list falling down a little bit. That's so, a good. That's a very good point. Yeah, wow. I, I think yeah. that's where it, where it touches on for me. I think DK will have a very similar outcome to last season, but like I said, we just see the other guys around him fall down the list a little bit. Mm, I like that. Um, speaking, of, I guess we'll talk about those other players, right? We got number yep. seven, the wide receiver six last season. Number seven is Justin Jefferson, 125 targets, 88 receptions, exactly 1400 yards and seven TDs. Now we're both Vikings fans. hundred percent. We saw <laughs> this, this guy. Was oh wonderful. God. Oh my God. I was so pessimistic, pessimistic about this guy too. Uh, last it's hard receiver not to be when you see Laquan Treadwell. Yeah. That was the last receiver taken. It was Cordero <laughs> yeah. Patterson, then Laquan Treadwell. And Patterson's a great returner, not the best receiver. And then we draft Laquan Treadwell, who had like two receptions, three receptions maybe in two seasons. I was very worried when we took Jefferson. Uh, clearly, I did not do my homework on him before we drafted him because he lit up LSU and he lit up the NFL his rookie season. I mean, holy crap. He set the all-time record for receiving yards among rookie wide receivers. Jeez, I mean... Yeah, I was going to say lit up is a little bit of an understatement. It's, a, it's an understatement. When he's breaking records. Breaking records over here, man. Yeah. When, when he's doing better than Randy Moss in Moss's rookie season, yeah. that's saying something, right? Holy yeah. crap. Uh, he had seven 100-yard-plus games last season which is really good. And he didn't play the first two really. Um, yep. Yeah. He, he's just, he's just a beast. Now saying this, he has the talent, but the opportunity is going to go down. This is something I'm very confident in talking about. The Vikings are not going to throw the ball as much as they did last season. 
Uh, let's see. Kirk Cousins, he threw the ball what? Oh, boy. Let me see. I don't have my stat sheet up. Hang on one second. Kirk Cousins threw the ball 516 times. Last season, he threw for over 4,200 yards, which I think is his personal best. He's not going to do as well for multiple reasons. Number one is the Vikings' defense. I think this is the biggest reason, right? Their defense, the Vikings' defense, was god-awful. I mean, it was one of the worst defenses last season, so they had to play catch-up a lot, right? They, it was... I, as a Vikings fan, man, every single game, it was just, all right, you're down by 14. Let's just throw the ball a ton. And Jefferson was talented enough to get open. So, yeah, it's that, that's the main reason. Um, a couple of the reasons is obviously now Jefferson is the number one receiver on this team, right? He headed into last season for the first couple games as the number two. So all eyes are going to be on Jet this season. He's still talented enough to perform well, but the Vikings also have a very tough schedule. So, yeah, it is is a number seven, or number six spot out of the realm of possibility. Absolutely not. But fourteen hundred yards and one hundred and twenty five targets is going to be a lot to maintain, um, and I can see that going down a bit. Which alludes to what you were saying about DK Metcalf, where the players that were ranked higher than him last season, like Justin Jefferson, are going to fall a little bit more than DK Metcalf will. So, yeah, I I can see Jefferson, you know, obviously over 100 targets, 80-plus receptions, over uh, 1,200 yards. But, you know, he's, again, one of those players where I hope he becomes the number one receiver in the league, but I just don't think that he has the ability to because this is a run first team they are going to focus on delvin cook because he is their superstar it is going to be run 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 and then pass when needed so yeah and i think that's what separates jefferson from some other receivers on this list i mean you look at hill you look at adams you look at Diggs. look at the quarterbacks throwing to him i mean rogers mahomes josh allen i mean these are like top talent quarterbacks when it comes to Kirk Cousins he's he's good don't get me wrong he's a good quarterback but he's just not going to be as consistent as the top talent like Kyler Murray like Russell Wilson so that that's just a couple reasons why I'm fading on him I will say I do like his ADP at the 301 his ADP has been dropping which is good news right 301 so if you have the 101, you can get a McCaffrey, you can get a Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and then having Jefferson as your number one wide receiver taken in the third round, that's a, that's a deal for me. I'm not sure about you. I love that team so far. So, Yeah, I like, I like the start to that draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, like you're mentioning, if you're starting off with a, with a two running back strategy, this is perfect for that, especially yeah. if you have that one on one. Unfortunately, if you're uh, a couple picks after that in uh, in the the first round, obviously you're going to be a couple picks after that in the third round. Justin yep. Jefferson might not fall to you, but um, it, he he's got a he's got a good ADP for this. Yeah, uh, especially for for where we have him on this list, being the number seven receiver, so he should be realistically the seventh off the board in the three at the three hundred one. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good spot. Yeah, I think Dra- that's a, drafting that's a your wide receiver one in the third round is wonderful. 
Yeah. So when when you weigh the the his ceiling to his floor, seventh is is a very good spot for him. So yep. Moving on to a man who I just I'm a little sad about, and that's AJ Brown. He's our number eight. Uh, he finishes the wide receiver eleven last season with 106 targets, 70 receptions, 1,075 yards, and 11 TDs. The reason why I'm so sad is before the Titans signed Julio Jones. I actually believe that AJ Brown could have been the number one, right? He would have been number five on my list. He would have been right around DeAndre Hopkins. But after the signing of Julio Jones, that brought his value down a little bit because, I mean, when you put a a future Hall of Famer on your team, yeah, maybe some targets are going to be turned the other way. So that really hasn't stopped AJ Brown in the past, right? especially last season, his 106 targets is the lowest on our uh, top 10 list here. By far, actually, by about 20. But he's so efficient with what he does with those targets. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. He is on a team that runs the ball a lot, right? Sort of like the Minnesota Vikings, but uh, to another level. Derrick Henry, yeah, you've heard of him. He's He ran the ball for... Uh, I don't know, what, 2,000 yards? A little over 2,000 yards last season? Yep. 2,027 for 17 TDs, 378 carries. Yeah, he ran the ball more than any other running back. So the, the it's less volume, it's more efficiency. But when you look at the players that left the team, you got Corey Davis, you have Jonu Smith. Even though he's a tight end, he took a lot of targets. And then you have... Uh, who is it? Adam Humphreys as well, right? Those are three out of the four top targeted players gone from the Tennessee Titans. That's, I think, 164 targets missing. Julio Jones is going to come in. He's going to take up some of that, but they're, he's not going to take. He's not going to get targeted 164 times, right? There's still targets that AJ Brown can have. So, well, he doesn't necessarily have the opportunity now to finish as a top as the number one receiver, he still has a, a safe enough floor and the talent to finish in the top 10. So that's what I got for him. I'm not sure if you yep. got anything. Nope, to well add. said. Yeah. It's a, uh, and also Julio Jones, he's 32 missed seven games last season with an injury. His upside's not as high as it was. Right. So AJ Brown is still the number one. Don't, don't get confused about that. Even though Julio Jones is on the team, AJ Brown is still the first person that Ryan Tannehill is going to look towards. Number nine, we got Keenan Allen. He is the wide receiver 14 from last season. He had 147 targets for exactly 100 receptions, 992 yards, and eight TDs. He's in our top 10 list because Justin Herbert. Right, right. That's yeah, that's yeah. That pretty much sums it up. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah, it's Justin Herbert, the rookie that took well, the world by storm. Also, to mention that he's one of the most consistent wide receivers for fantasy, uh, but also yeah. Justin Herbert. Also Justin, <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, Herbert helped. Right. Yeah. Last season, he was not in our top ten rankings, even though I I almost wanted to put him in there, but he he didn't make our top ten mainly because we were like, all right. Tyrod Taylor, starting quarterback. Huh. That doesn't look good, right? But once Herbert started, 
oh man oh man keenan allen I, herbert likes to to spread the love when it comes to targets but don't get me wrong keenan allen is still the main guy so he, he averaged over 10 targets per game seven receptions 70 yards per game and a little more than half a touchdown so with another season under i guess with, with an off season that's something that we haven't talked about yet an off season with with these second year players that's going to that's going to really help Justin Herbert right you have a full training camp full preseason to create that connection with your number one guy he's going to put up some points Keenan Allen is a beast he's a he's a great red zone threat especially when Hunter Henry is off the team we all know Hunter Henry went to the New England Patriots he was a big kind of red zone target. Now it's Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is just, I, I think, I think he's really undervalued, right? I feel like he's one of the most underrated receivers for the last couple of years because you can look at his, I guess, career finishes in half point PPR leagues. 2017, number three, third best wide receiver. 2018, 12, 2019, eight, 2020, 14. So he's right around that, that, low end wide receiver one with top three potentials. So yeah, I mean, with a with a another season with Justin Herbert, man, he, he could finish he could finish higher than most people expect, I think. I think that there's a good chance he can get close to a top five if uh if everything works out. Which is crazy to say, but he's done it before. And with a with a guy like Herbert, he can do it again. Um all right. Final one, number 10, another player who I think is just crazy underrated. And that is Allen Robinson, the wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Now, the Chicago Bears, they drafted Justin Fields. They signed Andy Dalton, not Russell Wilson. Sorry, Bears fans, but it doesn't matter to me. Right, Allen Robinson, his quarterbacks, he's just cursed with having the worst quarterbacks. He had Blake Bortles, he's had Mitch Trubisky, uh, Nick Foles. So when you have Andy Dalton and Justin Fields, both of those are upgrades compared to his previous quarterbacks, right? And if you look at how he finished in those years, he's had, under Blake Bortles, he had a wide receiver six finish back in 2015. Last season with the the Trubisky Foles combo, he finishes the wide receiver twelve. Year before that, with just Mitch Trubisky, wide receiver eleven. So he really is that that fringe wide receiver one. I guess he is the wide. He hasn't really had a a full season where he didn't finish as a wide receiver one. So he's right at that low end. Now, I didn't say his stats from last season, 151 targets, which is a, a crazy amount, 102 receptions, a little over 1,200 receiving yards, and six TDs. I think he's that type of player where you bring in a rookie quarterback like Justin Fields, you pair him up with a, a veteran receiver who really can do it all. I mean, he has great route running, great hands, great jump ball ability, great speed. Like he's not the best at anything, but he is amazing at everything, I guess. So you put a player, a, a consistent top receiver like Allen Robinson, you pair him up with Justin Fields, who can sling the ball, by the way. He he can throw 
really well. I, I, I just, I can go on a whole rant about Justin Fields, but I'm, I'm not going to. But I, I've Justin Fields is going to benefit from Allen Robinson, and Allen Robinson is going to benefit from Justin Fields. So we'll see how long it takes until Fields takes the field. That sounded weird saying that out loud, but once that happens, look out because that can be one of the deadliest combos in the NFL. So that's a little, uh, gave a little hope to some bears fans there. They don't really get a lot of that. So a lot of, a lot of hype this season. All right. We got two questions here. What player on this list do you think will not be in the top 10 by the end of the year? This is a tough one. And I, Hate to say it. Oh man, this is a really tough one. Um I I wanna say DK Metcalf. As rough as that is. Whoa, dude. <laughs> it's tough. Well, because I'll tell you my, my thought process. So picking a player like Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson to me was kind of a cop out just because there's a lot that can go great, a lot that can go wrong, right? And they've been fringe for They've, yeah, a they've while. Been I mean, neither of them yeah. finished as a top 10 last season. You know, Keenan Allen 14th, Allen Robinson 12th. But so I was torn between Metcalf and Jefferson just because I, I know the way their offenses are going to run this season. I know that the Vikings are going to run the ball a ton, and I know that the Seahawks want to run the ball a ton. I... I guess I have more confidence in Justin Jefferson's consistency over DK Metcalf, and I think it comes down to Russell Wilson. Uh, I, if, again, if you don't follow us on, on social media, I made a, uh, a nice TikTok, a nice Instagram reel about my thoughts on Russell Wilson because first half of the season, he was a, he, I think he was the second-best quarterback, right? Weeks one through eight. But then when you look at weeks 8 through 16 or 8 through 17, he was the quarterback 17 throughout the season. He only had two top 10 finishes during the second half of the season compared to seven top 10 finishes within the first eight weeks. So it's really just I I don't know what to expect from this offense. And if things go wrong, it can go really wrong. Now, DK Metcalf, I think his floor is still top 20, top 15, I still want to say. I think his floor is a top 15 receiver. But his floor is lower than any other receiver on this list, or I should say just as low. So with the the question behind how the offense is going to run, that's why I'm going to choose him. So, yeah. Do you have a pick, or do you just agree with no. DK? No, agree I agree with DK. DK. Yeah. I, I, think that, I think that's good. That's, that's good. good one. Okay. And then the final thing that we do is uh, we make a prediction. What player outside of this top 10 list can finish as a top five wide receiver this season? So that player that we've chosen is Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper finished as the wide receiver 16th last season. Year before that in 2019 when Dak was, was uh, played a full season, Amari Cooper finished as the wide receiver 9. So he finished in the top 10. He's already done it before. He was the wide receiver seven within the first five weeks before Dak Prescott got hurt uh, in the games where Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper were both fully healthy. And this is since Amari Cooper went to Dallas. So the last, I guess, what, two and a half years? 
Amari Cooper averaged eight and a half targets per game, 80 yards per game. And if you add that to a 17 game pace, he will have over 140 targets, over 1300 yards and about seven TDs. So if you compare those stats to players on our top 10 list, it's very comparable to Justin Jefferson and what he did last season, right? You got 140 targets when we compare it to Justin Jefferson's 125, 1,300 yards. Same thing with Justin Jefferson. He had 1,400. But if you want to get into specifics, Amari Cooper, the 17-game pace would have been 1,300, uh, I guess 1,360. And then seven TDs to Justin Jefferson's seven. So very similar to the way Jefferson performed last season. He finished as the wide receiver six. So Mark Cooper has that upside. He's on a team that is going to throw the ball a ton. Dak Prescott's a great quarterback. The Dallas Cowboys defense is terrible. So they might need to play catch up. So that's it. That's uh, that's all we got. Stay tuned later this week. We're going to come out with uh, some more top tens. We got running backs and tight ends as we head into your fantasy football draft. Make sure to follow us uh, on whatever platform you listen to. Give it a like. Give it a comment. Let us know what you want to hear next. Make sure to follow us on social media. Instagram is at barely underscore athletic. TikTok and YouTube is just at barely athletic. So thank you so much for listening once again, and we'll see you next time.